General Baptist Ministries has been called by God to exist for the church. We aren't here so General Baptist can help us do ministry. We're here to help the church do ministry, to fulfill its commission by God to make disciples of all nations and preach the good news to every man, woman, boy, and girl. We partner with churches because we believe we can do more together than any one person or church can do alone. I'm Danny Donovan, President of General Baptist Ministries. I want to welcome you to this episode of Doing Together. Doing Together is about sharing the ways that General Baptists partner together so that your church can fulfill its calling. The Harvest Church was launched in the fall of 2021 in the town of Marlowe, Oklahoma. James Mitchell is the church planter and pastor of Harvest Church, and on this episode of the podcast, Vice President for National Missions Vince Daniel sat down with James to talk about church planting and how God is working through this new church plant. Hey, everybody, this is Vince Daniel. I am the Vice President of National Missions for General Baptist, and I'm really excited to be with you today on the podcast of Doing Together. And I'm excited today for a couple of reasons. A, this is the, the second podcast that I get to do, and B, because I get to hang out with James Mitchell, who is our church planter in Marlowe, Oklahoma. He is the lead pastor of Harvest Church and our Harvest Community Church. And uh, Harvest, yeah. Yeah, Harvest Community Church, yeah. Harvest Community Church. So, James, how are you today? I'm doing good. I'm doing really good. Good. How's How, how are things going in Marlowe right now? I know you're a couple months in. You launched in the fall, correct? Kind of late in the fall because of uh, another COVID outbreak that hit and pushed your launch date back. So you had to kind of adapt. But since that day, things going well? Going really well. We've had a a slow build, you know, we were building up to a specific date in September and the, the COVID outbreak was in my house. Uh, my wife and I both ended up having COVID and we, it was kind of funny. We, we had a lot of momentum going into that. It's sort of, we felt stalled our momentum. At least we were worried about that. And we had a great launch. We ended up, instead of doing a launch day, we had a launch month, which uh, I was really glad we did because it let us sort of expand out what we were doing and, Instead of focusing people toward one specific day, we had a whole month of just activities and events, outreaches that we were able to do. So it, it really was, ended up being a blessing in disguise. How, how are the people in Marlowe responding to outreaches that, that Harvest is doing? I think they're excited about having a new church. Um, in our town, we've had a lot of large churches, traditional churches, churches that have been established. And it's why we went with a theme of Try Church Again. Because what we kept finding over and over again, and what really drew our heart into this work was sitting in the stands out. I ministered in a town about 10, 20 miles, well, not 10, 20, but 10 to 12 miles away. And we lived here, Marlowe, going to football games, being at events with our sons or for our sons. And we would talk to people. We found out that people had either burned out on church or something had happened and they just quit going or they were looking for a different approach to their relationship uh, with God as far as the church went. And that it broke our heart because these are people that they were kind of our football stands family. If you've ever been there and had that bleacher family, and maybe you don't do anything with them, but you sit by them at ball games, and that's what we were finding. And so we we sort of thought, hey, there's got to be more people like this in town. And with the different outreaches that we've done, even leading up to this, the 4th of July, we were out in the park, yeah, out there for about like eight day, eight, eight hours, one day. And then uh, on Halloween weekend, 
Uh, they had a big downtown festival. And so we were out there again for another couple of hours. And there was another festival in between that that they tried to do during the fall is a real big kind of time here in Marlowe. So at every single one of those, we got out and we found more and more people who were like, man, I've been just looking for something different, a different church to go to, something that isn't as, I guess, mainstream was one word that people kept saying to us. I'm like, I'm looking for something that's not what I would expect or mainstream type of church. And so we thought, wow, there are people that are hungry. They, they want to have a relationship with God. They want to be connected to Jesus Christ. They, they want to be led, essentially what they're telling us, by the Holy Spirit. But they don't want to go to place A that's always been here. They're looking for something going on. And there's, there's no telling what happens in those situations. So we found that we had a niche here. And we've had a number of people kind of walk through the doors. We, we've had a really great response of people who come back. The hard part is this. You're trying to get people to, to come to church who haven't been going to church in a long time. And so regular attendance for them is showing up maybe once a month. So every time somebody walks back in that door, for us, it's a big victory. And, and I can only count a, a handful of families that maybe have only come once. We, we've had a lot of repeat visitors. It's just trying to get them from showing up and trying to becoming uh, regular attenders and then contributing. And so it's, it's taken a little while to figure out what it takes here because what may work we'll even say what may work up in Mountain Home, Arkansas, isn't exactly what works here. And so you have to sort of find that niche and find that way around things. Even in serving in the church, we've we've had to find people to go into spots for seasons because when it's baseball season, family A may be gone, but family B is here the whole time because they're a football family as far as like in sports goes. So we're, we're, we're still kind of figuring out a few of those niches uh, here in the area of what works best for people. Um, but we're really excited because like I, like I told you, uh, earlier, uh, we've, we've been seeing a lot of momentum building and we keep having family after family coming to us saying, Hey, we're ready to commit into being part of the church. What, what do you want us to do? What do we need to start doing? And that's an exciting place to be, especially as a church planner. Yeah. I think that, uh, you, you learn the art of the flex when you're starting right. And I think ministry is that as a whole, whether you're a church planter or you've been in the pastorate for a long time, you 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 just kind of have to go where ministry is happening. It's one of the things I loved about the Gospels is you read about Jesus, it did, whether he was in a field or a pasture or in the city center, he, he kind of flexed the stories or the illustrations to where it fit the people that were there. And I think the same is true with church planting where you guys are at there in Marlowe. One of the things you said just a second ago, and I, just, I want to go back and touch on it because I think it's really critical because I get asked a lot about, well, you know, I think I want to plant a church. And my first question is typically, why? And your statement a minute ago, if you could just kind of dive into that a little bit more, you, you said that the Lord just burdened you with this place and the people of this place. It wasn't just necessarily about oh, it'd be cool to start a church that did something different as much as it was, man, God has laid these people, this bleacher family on. Right. And so uh, dive into that a little bit about just what that meant to you for that burden to rest there and to not be able to get away from it. Well, it, it was a lot of little small subtle things. You know, it's my, my father's a CPA. And so uh, dad was really good about adding this and adding this and adding this and adding this together. And this is why we do it. He would always, 
everything always boiled down to math for my father. And so I think it's funny how God speaks to us in, in different kind of languages. It was adding up a little bit here and a little bit there and a little bit here. I was a, a youth pastor, like I said, in the town south of where we're at right now. And a number of my son's friends were coming to church, but their parents, they just didn't want to come to church. They were happy with their kids going. And so these students would come to church. Then we'd sit in the stands with their moms and dads and they'd say, hey, my kids love, they just love hearing uh, you speak. They love coming to your church. If you ever pastor a church, we'd get this kind of comment. If you ever pastor a church, um, or if one day you're you're ending up uh, pastoring the church you're at right now, town of sin will at least come and visit. And we thought, okay, well, that's you know something to think about. We'll just come to church now, but they just weren't in that place. Um, we'd have a time, you know, maybe especially when we baptize the kids, or there might be some event where mom and dad would attend, and we'd get a bigger response from parents. They just they were like, hey, you know, that was really a great message. Of course, teenagers aren't going to respond like that. So it was a little subtle thing here and a little subtle thing there. What really hit it, though, is when we hit the pandemic and we, you know, we were all trying to find ways to do ministry. We're in a lot of us went to online because social media is so readily available. It's easy to post on YouTube. So we, you know, I'm sure you did like like we did. We found that online avenue to do. And so I just started posting a 15 minute devotion intending for my youth group to watch it. And we started finding more of our adult friends, not even people who had kids in our youth group, but adult friends who were tuning in. One lady owned a, a restaurant and she was pausing their break time. Or I mean, they were in their break time or about the time they shut down would be about the time that I posted the video. And so she would take it and sit down with some of her employees and watch our Wednesday night devotion time. And then she'd comment to me later, like that meant so much to me. Sometimes people would send me a question like, hey, you mentioned this. Can you explain what, exactly what you were talking about more in detail? And so I started to realize that my reach was trending more toward adults than it was toward kids. And then as we sat in the stands, it was, I'll never forget, it was a Friday night football game. Uh, during the beginning of the pandemic, I'd, I'd already been feeling this move toward planting a church. But as we, as the pandemic really hit, we're, you know, you're spacing out as much as possible. It's my son's senior year. It's the first or second home game. And it was like, God said, there are a lot of people right here, James. And, and these people don't go to church and there might be a few, but there are not enough. There are not enough churches in town to reach all these people and the people I'm sending you to reach aren't the people who are going to this church here or, or, you know, the Baptist church mainstream or the mainstream Methodist and, there's a big Presbyterian church that's almost diagonal from my house. It was almost as if I really felt God impressing on my heart. There are people I am sending you to reach. I, I need you to be ready to preach the gospel to them. Yeah. And I was less like, I was blown away. I went home and um, a lady had been talking to my wife and my wife got an affirmation that same night that this is what we should be doing. So we started praying and we started praying and, you know, we, we felt the leading to leave where we were at. And about the time, that same time, I was offered a, a position with my brother-in-law's construction company. And it was just sort of like, hey, take a, not a break from ministry, but be able to take a, that burden off of doing ministry at the moment while you're praying about moving to another one. God was just opening. He was putting the right people in the right place. And he was opening just doors left and right for us. And we felt like, okay, we're going to, we're just going to pray about it. We're going to commit to it. And we're going to go.
full steam ahead into this thing. And that's what we did. And um, it was just that burden. And, it, and the only thing I can liken it to is growing up in church, when you hear a missionary talk about their burden for a certain country, and yeah. they just feel that burden for a certain people group. My people group were uh, the people who were either disenfranchised with church or had never been really had been involved in church before here in the town of Marlowe. And so when we did the demographic work, it was kind of interesting. We thought, well, the Marlowe city population is 4,500 people. But when you look at the zip code population, it was 9,300 people just in this upper part of Stevens County. And that's not even talking about the carryover from Duncan to the South, which about half of our attenders right now come from Duncan. They drive all the way up here to attend. And so we realized, man, there, there are a lot of people here. And there's a lot of room for the gospel. And yeah, so that I, burden just kept growing and growing. I love that, that um, this is, of course, I'm, I consider myself a rural pastor also. Um, right. We are, we are, you know, a town of 12,000 here in Mountain Home. And you're talking about that, that area being around, you know, 9,800. 9, um, now you said, now Duncan is about 12 miles, right? 12 to 15 yeah, miles? Yeah, city center to Duncan, yeah. Yeah, okay. And so, like, I just love that you was like, they drive all the way up here. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, that's that's how we know we're rural pastors because anything over five miles is a drive. So, uh, man, I I love that story. I love that you connect the stories of your people, the lady at the restaurant, the the people in the stands. You know, when we talk to church planters about being able to cast vision or being able to share a vision, uh, the greatest vision that you can share are the stories the stories of how you connect with people, the stories of, of how Christ shows up in people's everyday life and how the church was a part of that or how you as a pastor were a part of that. So, uh, man, I know it's not a coaching call, but as a coaching moment, keep sharing the story. Uh, and if you're listening out there today and you're, and you're tuned into the podcast and you're kind of discouraged in your area, I'll just encourage you, think back to the stories in your church, the the day that that kid got saved or the day that that father got saved or that mother got saved and tell that story because life change still draws people. They're still curious about what it takes and why it matters. Uh, so I thank you so much for, for doing that and your vision casting and sharing your, your heart about Marlowe and about harvest and stuff there. I want to dive in for a few minutes if we can on a lot of our movement may not know really how do we how do we help a a church plant or how, how do we pray for a church planter um you know a lot of times that mission field we know with an international mission field we go okay they're so far away that we know we can pray for them we know we can send funds we know we can do those things um and and I try to encourage people that it's it's very similar um you can pray for church planners. You can send funds to church planners, but maybe talk to it from a perspective of, I know we have churches in and around in and Oklahoma that may be going, Hey, how do we plug in to Marlowe? How do we help pastor James and his team out? What are some ways that the people of general Baptist can plug into harvest? Okay. So the best thing I can say, and, and I can go a lot of directions with this, but the best thing I can say is to be proactive. Uh, when you when you become a church planter, um, your name 
in who you are gets on the radar of a lot more people than you know. Um, and and it's it's and there's no way to even understate that. You there are more people who know my name than I know their name being yeah. a church planner for General Baptist. And so the best thing you can do is to be proactive. There was a pastor um, in Southern Missouri, I'm not going to name him by name, but one day he just sends me a random message over Facebook Messenger and says, hey, I've been praying for you guys. I know we haven't met personally one-on-one. How can I best be praying for your church? Well, this is a guy who's now texting me almost every week asking how things are going. His church was going through a time where they were going to pray for a whole month for our church. And being proactive in that way to say, hey, listen, we maybe haven't talked yet. How can I reach out to you? How can I help you? Because uh, you and I both grew up in church. Um, mm-hmm. And and we're used to the, when the, when the missionary was going to come to town, they started setting up dates at this church, this church, this church, and this church. Um, because maybe the networks used to be smaller. And now, now our network is a little bit, not that it's bigger, maybe not necessarily bigger in number, but it's bigger as far as geographically. So people just don't know each other as well. And it's hard for us to visit everywhere. So somebody just to reach out and say, how can I be praying for you? I, I truly believe that pastor and that congregation's prayer and him asking specifically what he can pray for is part of the reason, Vince, why we are going to close on a building this month. Um, yeah, that's great. I, I could, I can tend to be an emotional guy. I might, I might start getting a little, like a little teary eyed in saying this, but when he called, we had just been turned down an offer for a building that we, we'd given them a reasonable offer, but there was pressure on this certain location to have a commercial uh, enterprise go into it because of its location, the direct downtown district of Marlowe. And so I was bummed out. I mean, I was, I, I almost, I, I was tempted to question my calling to plant this church because, you know, you get, I, I've got an imagination and I'm dreaming what we could do in this space. It's going to be awesome. And then this pastor just happened to call within a week or two weeks of this. And it, it was, it was a God thing. So just yeah. being able to reach out and say, how can I pray for you? And then three or four weeks later, we got a message from our realtor who'd been helping us out with this other building and to say, hey, I've got a building that's going to go on the market. It's only about half the size. It's the same price because it sits right on U.S. Highway 81, which is a four-lane highway that cuts right through Marlowe. goes all the way from uh, Fort Worth, Texas, all the way up somewhere, Kansas or Nebraska. So it's a busy, huge U.S. highway. And she's like, I know it's smaller, but it has such great visibility. It, you'll have to do very little work to get into part of the building and then remodel the other third of the building to finish it out. But it shouldn't be a problem for you guys. And I was a little bit skeptical till I went in. And it was just like, it was like God said, this is home for now. This is the, the next few years. This is where you're going to grow before you take the next step to a bigger location. And so I just kind of thought, okay, let's just go for it. And I made, I made two, uh, two text messages. I'm sorry to say you weren't, you weren't part of those immediate two. Uh, That's okay. One, one was to somebody who was going to help us on the financing side of this. Uh, and then the other one was to this pastor to say, listen, I'm going to this building. You were in there pretty close, but it just was like, 
this guy in his church had been praying and I happened to get this call on a Wednesday. And so I sent him a message said, Hey, we're going Thursday morning, be yeah. in prayer. And then I think that's the first one. And then as soon as I got back, I was like, dude, it was awesome. I think we're going to do this. So I actually think that that was sort of the order of things and, and it's worked out. I mean, today we had the appraisal, I mean, just today. And so we're looking at finalizing all the little small details like insurance and all those kind of things within by the end of the week. And then we'll be closing probably the first week of May. And that's, that's fantastic, man. And so somebody being proactive is, is the biggest deal to say, Hey, how can we get involved? How can we reach out? Because your, my name may be on your radar, um, but yours possibly is not. And so that's huge for us. That's huge for us. And that goes along with that affirmation. It really does. Tell tell them real quick. Tell everybody real quick the best way to to get to you. Is it through the church's website? Is it through a Facebook page? Is it through your email? And and you can just take a second and throw all that stuff out there if you'd like to, so people Absolutely. can yeah get to you. Okay, so we we do have a contact page on our uh, on our website. That's probably the best way to get a hold of me because all of those contact emails at this time go straight to me. And then I send if they need to go to a different department. And that's just because part of that is a prayer request spot sure. on it. And that way it comes to me first. So that's www.theharvestmarlow.com. Uh, the other best way to do is via Facebook, our Facebook page. Um, okay. We you just look up the Harvest Church Marlow, Oklahoma. You'll see a little logo and um, you'll get on there. You'll you'll probably see all our advertising for for different events and Easter and Palm Sunday and all that kind of stuff. If you see an event, you know, if you find a harvest church that has a barbecue uh, advertisement on it, it is probably us. Hey, I love it. We like to eat. So yeah, that's why we did Palm Sunday. Um, It's just, we just had a big barbecue after the, after the uh, service and it was awesome. So that's the other great way to reach out to us. Um, And then my email, if you're an email kind of person, just James, Three eight Mitchell M I T C H E L L at gmail.com. Um, and all of that, again, it'll all go to my phone. I'll get the notification and, uh, we can get hooked up from there. So that's, that's really the best way. Um, now in about three weeks, uh, (laughs) we're, we're actually putting together a little bit of a wish list. Um, because of there's this guy and he inspired me and said that he had asked churches for chairs when they went to a location when they were starting a new location as a church plant, as this guy named Vince told me that, Hey, we asked around for some chairs and we had people to donate chairs. Uh, I made the mistake of mentioning that to my wife. And that's like her now new favorite thing that we're going to do. We're just going to ask churches for chairs, even here locally, but we've got a few things. I mean, we're going into a place bare bones. The only thing we're taking with us is sound equipment and some warmers that we warmed up food in and a little bit of storage stuff the stuff we use to do ministry, but we have no tables or chairs. And so um, just to pray for us that we'll be able to do that. Or even as a church, you may say, Hey, we've got 50 chairs right there. I will, I will willingly drive within a day's drive, just about anywhere with a U-Haul to go pick up stuff. Um, Because we realize that this church just isn't ours. We believe that if God does something here or as God does things here, people in other churches can feel like, hey, I had a part in that. And even this pastor that I mentioned before that had reached out to us, we're, we're still kind of talking of what his church can come down and do this summer. So if your church is looking for a mission opportunity this summer, 
let me know because we have a few things that we're going to try to do at our location. Um, everything from just opening up the doors because small town, people are going to be curious. What are they doing to that building? And yeah. so we're going to have a few open houses. We're going to invite people to come in. And we even talked about doing a web series um, okay. and about it. And that may be the other thing. Uh, if people really want to help out, uh, if you will go to our YouTube page, which I'll, uh, we don't have a specific address for it because we don't have enough subscribers at the moment. If you can find our YouTube page, and I'll even put a link, I'll re-up the link on our Facebook page to where people could go to it. If they could just subscribe on our YouTube page so we can get a custom URL, that would be huge for us for visibility. Because gotcha. that way we can tell people to go, hey, go to youtube.com slash the, har- the Harvest Marlow or something like that. It's what we want to be able to do. And so anything they can do, people, if they want to help, if you like our page, like our videos, like our posts. Because all of those things matter. And I would even say for people to do that with your own church, please, if your church does social media, like the posts, share the posts, because it increases your vis- visibility, whether you're in a city or in a rural area. That's just, yeah. that's one thing that I've learned that that actually does have an effect. One like makes a difference. It really yeah, I does. Think, I think Facebook is the new door knocker where we would, it really is. or new door hanger, where we used to go door to door and put a hanger on the door or an invite on the door. Uh, those, those invite, those likes, those shares, those different things where you're just connecting and, and getting the word back out uh, is definitely a way to build momentum for a presence online. And so uh, real quick, I, w- I want to kind of come to where we're going to close this out, but I want to, I want to ask you specifically, James, I know you've mentioned some things, the church, how people can engage with a church plant. And I think that counts to you at Marlowe. It counts to Steve Perry and at We Church up in Detroit. Uh, really, anyone that's in a church planting situation really can use the encouragement. But yes. for that right now, specifically, um, is there anything that we as a movement can be praying for you and your family? Uh, we're going to be praying for Harvest. We're going to be praying for Marlowe. Uh, but I also know as a pastor and as the General Baptist, I know uh, Danny uh, has said that, you know, we're about the church and we are about the church, but we also know the church is led by people. And so what what can can we be praying or how can I close out today uh, by praying for you and your family specifically? Well, I'll say for um, for my family. I think a lot of people know we brought two children home from Haiti. Um, and that really for us as a family, they're the ones who need the most prayer because we, we still have moments. We still have struggles. Um, it's been an answer to prayer that our son has gone from in 17 months of schooling in America, gone to learning a completely new alphabet with new sounds. And it's close to reading a third grade level. He's in fourth grade. And we, you know, they're hoping by the end of this next year, He'll get caught up. So to pray for Des and Christy Mitchell is huge for us. That's that's a prayer for us as a family. For my wife and I, um, and our older sons, we've got one son in college, and then we've got another son that's in high school uh, behind him. For us, is to be surrounded in our new faith community by like-minded people that we can have as peers. Because yeah. sometimes being a pastor feels a little bit like an island. Sure. And we've, we've got some close friends that have come in and they're a part of the church, 
but what's what's interesting is that now that they've come in and they're leading in areas of the church, friendships almost get a little not a little strained, but you sort of get on the podium as a pastor, not not meaning that you're higher above than everybody else, and people will treat you different. And so sometimes being in this spot can feel lonely. And I don't mind being vulnerable enough to say that what my wife and I really need is it's like just some friendships close that we can just people that we can pour out to um, and people who will pour into us. That is really yeah. what we, we really need right now. And that's one thing that we've both been praying about. And, and also we're, we're already looking at, you know, who's not the next big hire, but who's the next leader in our church that we can hand some big responsibility over to. We've got a great team as far as doing the, the treasury work in our church, secretarial type work in our church. Yeah. But we really need that next ministry partner here on the ground with us. And we've, we've been praying for some friends of ours um, that they would consider coming. But I also believe that sometimes just God sends you somebody that maybe hears this podcast or somebody who says, Hey, I know of someone who could come there. They could get a job teaching in a school and they could really just come in and work alongside with you. Um, that would be huge for us just to have somebody else to come along. Or if it's just somebody who hears the, we meet on the street and we, they may not even be on our radar yet. And all of a sudden we've met somebody who's ready to be a a ministry partner or it wouldn't take much tweaking uh, to get them there or discipling to help them get there to that spot. That's really, we're, we're carrying a lot of ministry load on our shoulders right now that we, we can't be as effective until we hand it off to somebody else and really you know, do what we're, extru- you know, what we're gifted to do. And so sure. um, that, that's, that's kind of the burden of this. That's the hard part of church planting. You got to wear yeah. all the hats. And yeah. and honestly, I'm tired of being the, wearing the youth pastor hat. No, no offense to youth pastors, but that's one of those areas that we really need to hand off and be able to say, Hey, can you pre- take these reins? So then as a pastor, I can be like, Hey, adults, here's how we need to support the youth ministry in our church. Right. rather than, you know, wearing all those hats. So that's kind of the biggest sure. one for us as a family. Okay. Well, let me pray with you and we'll close out. Uh, those of you that are listening, we thank you so much for listening. James, thanks for your time today. I know as a church planner, the schedule is kind of crazy as, as we saw today, trying to get this happening. Absolutely. And, uh, but uh, thank you for your time. Uh, love you yeah. and your family. Love Harvest and what's going on in Marlowe. And uh, let's just go to prayer right now. And then uh, we'll close out. Father. We come to you and we thank you for uh, the fact that you call us to, to ministry. I thank you that you've called James and his family to ministry. And, and Lord, even outside that ministry, there's the ministry of their family. And, and it's, a, it's a weight on families when, when you go into ministry, when you go into planting. Uh, there's a lot of unknowns and there's a lot of pressure that, that may seem like not much until you're in the middle of it. And so they've got that pressure. But then also with their their young children, uh, the two children that they've been blessed with from Haiti, uh, God, I just pray that you would give them a supernatural ability to adapt and to adjust. And thank you for how well they're doing now. Uh, but Lord, we just pray that you'd continue that, that you would just continue to make a way for them, give them the right teachers and instructors uh, with patience and grace, God, as they're learning and growing. I pray for their older children as they're looking for connections and 
and what that looks like in a new church. Uh, when, when maybe the youth group isn't the friends you've always had, maybe it's some new people and, and how you adapt to that. And so Lord, I just pray for their older kids as they're walking through that. And then for James and his wife, Lord, as they, as he said, sometimes it feels like an island and in planting or in, in ministry in general, God, it, it at times feels like that. And I pray that you would just send them uh, some armor bearers. God, just some people that can mm-hmm. walk alongside, just some people that can um, carry the load, that can be there uh, so that it's a safe place for James and his wife, God. So it's safe for him to be able to release some things, uh, not just the things and the task of the church, but Lord, someone to talk to, someone to be able to pour out onto, as he said, and Lord, that would pour into him and refresh his soul when he needs that. And God, I just, I pray that I pray. I thank you that you've allowed us to partner with them. I thank you that they're partnering with us and that the kingdom grows Lord, because we say this in general Baptist and, and we mean it Lord, that we can do so much more together than we ever could alone. And so I thank you for Mm -hmm. allowing us to do together with James and his family so that the gospel is impacting Marlow, Oklahoma. We ask all this in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Thank you to Vince and to James for sharing with us. Our partnership together as General Baptist makes ministries like this new church in Marlow, Oklahoma possible. So thank you for doing more together with us. Please join us in praying for the Mitchell family and Harvest Church. And I want to invite you to pray that others may respond to this call to church planting. If you haven't already done so, I want to invite you to subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you're using to access our content and leave us a review. Thanks for joining us and we will see you on the next episode of Doing Together.